Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. Coming to you from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we'd like to hear what's on your mind tonight. Well, I I will say that it hurts my heart when people are hurt. And I'm talking about especially when they're being hurt by other people. Um, Sometimes we call this verbal or it could be emotional abuse, either one. And I remember at one time I had uh, taught on 96 topics, 96 topics over a three-year period. I did a course called Counseling Through the Bible. And yet what I found was there there were people who continued to contact our ministry. What do you have on verbal and emotional abuse? And I I thought, I I hear... I taught three years on all these different topics, 96 topics, and we don't have verbal and emotional abuse. So what I, and there were several topics that people were wanting. Um, Islam, uh, Jesus, is he God? Uh, Confrontation and verbal and emotional abuse. So there was a point after 9-11, I started in on Islam and then the very next one I did was verbal and emotional abuse. And part of what we do on all of our written materials from a topical standpoint, um, what we call our keys, our keys for living, we have a section called what is God's heart on, whatever it is. In this case, what is God's heart on verbal and emotional abuse? And we need to realize God, who is infinite in power, he doesn't use his power to abuse, but rather to love. He always acts in our best interest, always seeks to meet our needs, to heal our wounds, to comfort us and conform us to the character of Christ. And he doesn't want us to live in fear of abuse, but rather in the freedom of his powerful love. In Psalm 62, the Bible says, Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. So his his basis for interacting with us is unfailing love. Again, that's Psalm 62, verses 11 and 12. And here are points that I just list that, uh, based on other scriptures, God cares about your pain. Some people say, well, if God really cared, I wouldn't be going through this. Well, he doesn't force others to change. But what we need to understand is, if we just look at God himself... Um, God cares about your pain. This is very clear in Psalm 31, verse 7. You have seen my troubles, the you being God. You have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. Second, 
God understands the pain of abuse. We see that Jesus was despised and rejected by mankind, uh, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. That's Isaiah 53, verse 3. And then we see, number three, God offers healing from the pain of abuse. In Psalm 147, verse 3, this scripture is so clear. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. At times we are brokenhearted. And he cares and he understands and he offers healing from the pain of abuse. God, number four, God affirms your worth as his special creation. Isn't it interesting? In Isaiah 43, we read, You are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. These are words that he speaks about us. You are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. The fifth point, God wants to be your refuge. Your refuge and your help as you process your emotions with him. A refuge is a place you can go for for protection. Uh, Psalm 62 says, Trust in him at all times. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Number six, God longs for you to understand the power of words. This is huge. Proverbs 18 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Be aware of the power to hurt and the power to heal with our words. And last, God desires your speech to be encouraging, not abusive. Um, Ephesians 4.29 was one of the first scriptures I ever uh, memorized. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. That's that. In fact, I'll just encourage you to memorize that scripture, Ephesians 4, 29. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart International Ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address what's going on in your life. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Talk to them about uh, topics that you're you're concerned about and that you might need some guidance on. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, to have that conversation with you and then point you to some resources, uh, either free resources maybe on our website, or they can help you to get those resources in your hand if you'd like to order some from them. Their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Let me point you to somewhere on our website to learn more information about a, uh, a resource that we have, actually many resources, but these are they have been so helpful. Uh, it's called the Care and Counsel Library. Just go to hopefortheheart.org and uh, look for the store drop-down menu there. Find the new council, uh, the Care and Counsel Library. It's a 50-topic, 10-volume library with uh, clear answers from God's Word and concise, practical guidance on life's challenges. Uh, We need help more than ever, biblical hope and practical help when the challenges of life threaten to overwhelm us. That's the reason for the Care and Counsel Library. Again, it's a 10-volume set, and uh, just go there and find all all about it. There are even some deals there if you buy more than one volume. So it's, again, the uh, hopefortheheart.org and uh, find the uh, the Care and Counsel Library there. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome this evening Monica. Well, welcome to Hope, Monica. How can we help you? Thank you, Hope, for taking my call. Um, well, I was calling because I, I have um, a question, and I'll start with a question and then explain how do you have a relationship uh, with someone that doesn't care. Um, my dad passed away uh, about two years ago, and my mom and dad were married about 59 years. And um, since then, my mom and sister um, have made it very difficult for the family. It, it got worse. Um, and so my, my mom is depressed, and um, my sister is like her pseudo spouse and has been for years mm. and uh, my mom was in the hospital and when she was discharged she was very sick and my sister has been abusive towards her in what um, way in in the way of um like 
there was no food. Oh. She was being left alone. So I being the nurse, and I come from a family of seven. I'm the eldest of seven. I reported it to um, APS and um, for neglect and abuse. That's Adult well, Protective Services, correct? That's correct. Okay. And so things got worse. I, I think my mom has been poisoned by my sister, mm-hmm. and now I'm not, my mom doesn't want to talk to me. She's not allowed to talk to me because she doesn't want me to report what's being done, but I think there's a lot of trauma bonding, I've heard. Mm. The thing is that it's difficult for our whole family, the grandkids and my sisters. There's two other sisters. That we are Christians. Mm-hmm. I've been a Christian for 30 years, and I am, you know, I've been praying and asking God for direction and guidance. I've, you know, I thought that by calling APS, I was honoring my mom. But it, it has been very hard, very mm. difficult for for myself and my family, my other sisters, too. So did your other sisters them, know yeah. that you were going to be doing this? So were they a part yes. of the plan? Okay. Yes. My daughter is, um, is a nurse as well. And if, she, if I didn't do it, she was going to do it. But I didn't want her to get the repercussions and the, ostracize, the ostracizement that takes place. Mm-hmm. From the, the windows. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, obviously, you understand uh, elder abuse. You're very familiar with it, or you wouldn't have taken this course of action. Have you been given any, have you talked with any professionals? And what I'm thinking of uh, is people who are lawyers for this very... Okay, what have they said? um, I talked to a lawyer, and I haven't proceeded because I didn't want to make things any worse. I wanted to... um, I've been praying about it because of the... You know, the scriptures talk about, about taking someone to you know, law, law, like to legal. And so the lawyer said that he would have to, because of the APS report, it was, I was going to go see him contingent on that APS report. The thing is that my mom, uh, she recanted. She had been calling me and telling me all the things that my sister was doing, mm. but then she recanted because she's so afraid. My sister threatened to leave her. She lives with her. Right. She who who has of power her. of attorney? My sister. Okay. That specific sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that specific sister. And, and uh, yeah. So and and I, and I know yeah. that that this is not unusual for someone. You you said your mom is eighty what? Eighty eighty eight. That that's what you said. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. And so, um, the fear factor can be it's it's the same mm-hmm. thing as domestic violence. Uh, it could be yeah. husband wife. It, but it's domestic is this is still domestic. Um, Correct. And what, so, um, the lawyer's best advice is what? 
his best advice is that he would not only he would talk to my other sisters, my other siblings, that he would call the doctors, that he would talk because the doctors also were um, they have also questioned my sister because she did he, she not only done that but she delayed care. She also um, in what way like, delayed care. In what, like, um, they've questioned her in the hospital, like, she's not to take heparin, for instance, she needs this medication. She said she's not going to take it. So the doctors were, were really watching her for a good while, but then they moved, she moved her to palliative care. And now, and, and that's the thing is as soon as the doctors were watching that or keeping an eye on when she was picking up her medicine and things like that, she moves her. So mm. I talked to the lawyer, and the lawyer said that we would get everything, um, we would get all this information, send her a letter, send her a letter, and let her know that this is what's taking place. One, that we want to see our mom, and two, that she, that, um, that medical power of attorney would be questioned or we would be um, looked at to take her off. But, you know, it's, it's very difficult because it's, it's what I'm concerned about what she does to my mom. So we, we've kind of left it peaceful. We, we've not, we, whenever we go see her or we're able to see her, us three go see her. We don't go by ourselves. Right. We don't, we don't, because things could be turned around. Right. No, that's smart. That way you can corroborate what people say and what the actions are. And there's, there are witnesses. Um, and so your question for me is? How do I have a relationship with my mom when she doesn't seem to care she doesn't want, like, she's not only made made it clear that she doesn't want to talk to me, but she's pretty much said, if you're against my sister, then then she's not going to be in agreement with that, and she doesn't want to talk to us. So how do we have a relationship? And what I'm concerned is that, you know, she's very sick. She's been very sick. And she may not be long for this world. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, you know, we all are could die at any time, but uh-huh. I'm just concerned about her time to, when she leaves. And then will my sister make it so difficult that we won't even be able to be there or go to the funeral? Because she's mm-hmm. called the security and the police and accused me of things that were not true. I mean, my sister is beyond narcissistic, beyond mm-hmm. its problematic behavior mm-hmm. at its worst. Mm-hmm. And do I assume that you have support of your sisters, those who are loved ones of yours and who are relatives that know, even like your own daughter, but um, specifically... There is consensus. Is this correct? Okay. Yes. Well, um, just be aware that elder abuse is any intentional or negligent act that causes harm or loss to an older person. 
and most cases of elder abuse go undetected and therefore unreported, leaving the elderly, uh, in this case your mom, to feel devalued, dejected, demoralized. And there are classic areas of abuse, um, all the way from neglect, which you have indicated. Um, it could be um, verbal abuse, and I'm gathering that that is the case. Is that correct? Emotional or psychological yeah. mistreatment. Sometimes, um, sweetheart, I, first of all, well, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking mm -hmm. action. Do you, do you realize there, so there are many that will not even try to do anything? And, and I understand that people can feel helpless. And the good news is there is um, power in numbers. Mm -hmm. And for there to be a written report, I'm, this is a thought that I have, um, that if all of you independently you know, talk about it ahead of time, it's not like it, everybody signs the same letter, but it, I mean, not that you couldn't do that, but if you each wrote independently, but you could look and, and see what each other says, but these are concerns that you have, Especially if there if there's anything that you've seen physically, uh, or or were told, and I understand that a person can recant. Sometimes their memory uh, could be challenged. Now, how is your mom's memory? She we we think that she has. My daughter and I were talking because we're nurses and think that the depression may be causing that dementia. Okay. Very, very. She's always been very sharp. Okay. But we think that there's some things that she's not able to. Like she stares into space. She's not all there, especially after my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly, that is a a grieving time, mm -hmm. and the heart does get pressed down, and and then this is all the more why. Candidly, I think she needs as much outside support as possible, and yet it's very difficult when one has total control. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We're here just because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, to help you to gain access to our resources, to uh, help you to see God's hope through our resources as well. 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Ask them for the uh, 31-day devotional, which is called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. That's a devotional from June Hunt that has helped so many people to understand the way that God God sees them. And so so many times that uh, negative people or circumstances can leave you feeling down about yourself or an inflated perception of yourself can interfere with the work God wants to do in you and through you. Well, the key to healthy Christian living is to see yourself through God's eyes. Because if you don't know who you are, you can't know God's plan and purpose for your life. How well do you know your true identity as a child of Christ? Again, it's a 31-day interactive devotional. It'll be a great start to your new year to go through this devotional even again and again, month by month, to get more uh, help from it as you go through it. But it's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and a customer support can help you get that. It's uh, 800 488 Hope, 800 488 4673. They'd be happy to help you with that or any other resource that might help you to help yourself or help others through a difficult situation. Well, let's get back to our caller tonight now with uh, Monica. Well, Monica, I'm very uh, endeared to you because I love my mom and I, 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 I've seen, now that has not been my personal experience with anyone in my family from, in regard to elder abuse uh, toward my mom, but I tell you, it, uh, it, it really pulls at your heartstrings. But understand mm-hmm. that um, fear will cause certain people to change their stories. That doesn't mean that technically, though, they don't appreciate. And by the way, I'm just going to ask this. Do you believe your mother has loved you? It's a hard thing right now. I, I, I'm not I talking about now. It, it. Let, let me say it differently. In the past, that has the pattern been that you feel that your mother 
has loved you? There were times I didn't feel that she did. Okay. Because of her loyalty towards my sister. It, because of this, um, because of this enmeshment, this, um, this bond, this, it's a bond, very strong bond. It's been for years. Uh-huh. I'm talking about 30 years. It's this loyalty. And, and, and I'm not the only one that would probably tell you this. My sisters would uh, feel, tell you the same thing mm-hmm. um, in which there's this golden child. Like she's the child that is, doesn't, she could do no wrong, yet she does a lot of things that are questionable. Yet all of us, things get turned around. We, for a long time, we were against each other. My mom would do things uh, keeping us from each other. And since my dad passed away, it's gotten us back together. It's been a process because there's still that, like, triangulation is called, or yes. where one person talks about the other and makes turns the other one against each other. But I know that my mom has to have loved her children. That I can't, I can't go there. It's too painful to think that she doesn't love mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. It is a very painful thing. I, I, you know, if I was to say, I've not felt loved. Okay. But there are other times that I felt that she was doing her duties as her mom. Okay. But there were times that she wasn't. Okay. So it sounds like. There's been something broken in your mom. Is that safe to say? Yes, and we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. When it happened, if maybe as a child, if yes. maybe something took place. Because it's not normal. What you've described is not normal. Most moms, they have affection for their children, especially as I'm hearing your love and care for her in terms of you're you're trying to do what is right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, especially as you describe how you were treated, yet you still care enough to seek to intervene. So I am impressed. I'm genuinely impressed. And this is why, you know, it's interesting. um, There's a passage in the Bible Matthew eighteen fifteen, where and I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not I'm I'm trying to present this only as a model here where uh, it says if you if someone sins against you go and show him his fault just between the two of you if he listens to you you've won your brother over if he doesn't listen then you take two or three others with you yeah. the whole point is I'm using that as an example to say aha. The the Bible is presenting, Jesus is presenting the power of numbers. So you try individually. Well, you've tried the individual route, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you have several of you. And and the important thing is um, to understand also there is such a thing as mind control. Mind control. Do you remember uh, years ago there was a, a college student named Patty Hurst? 
Yes, yes. Tell me about Patty Hearst. What happened? Do you have Do you have any I, remembrance of if that? I recall she was captured as a hostage. Yes. And then something took place where she turned around and bonded with the... The enemy. The, the enemy, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and she started... Did she... I can't remember. She started robbing the bank, too. She was at... Bank. She was at... A bank, yeah. So, so she was a college student. She was abducted, and she was from the very famous Hearst family. And they were, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Randolph Hearst was a media mogul um, and had mm -hmm. all these newspapers throughout and was into film, too. But the point is, it was um, that they couldn't find her. And I think it was like the Simonese Liberation Army that abducted her and... Uh, and I'm going to be very candid. Uh, they kept her in a closet, and someone come in and they raped her uh, repeatedly in this dark. She couldn't be uh, see daylight at all, and um, so there was all kinds of physical depravity, uh, deprivation, and. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, then there was someone who was one of them who, quote unquote, befriended her, mm -hmm. which was also part of the package. And so then, but this is what sometimes happens. And you think, well, if so and so gets abducted, how, how could she not win? Let's say it's a female. Uh, then. Um, and I'm not, and not just talking about Patty Hearst, but others. Why don't they? Why don't they get break free? I mean, when when they when they, mm -hmm. they can actually do that, well, it that's called in the Stockholm syndrome, syndrome. Mm -hmm. and it is a type of mind control where then you can not they. It's not that she became like the captors, but it's just that here she's now part of this uh, bank robbery, and I believe someone was killed. Now, she didn't pull the trigger, but she was imprisoned and quite, for quite a while, and I believe it was President Clinton that finally pardoned her. Now, I say all that because the, the Stockholm Syndrome is a condition in which hostages develop a psychological alliance with their captors during captivity. And the emotional bonds can be formed between the captor and the captives um, during intimate time together. Mm -hmm. And the person who is captured has no idea what's happening to them in 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 reality in other words they're not seeing reality and uh this first took place uh, the reason it's called stockholm syndrome is it was um in 1973 where four hostages were taken uh during a bank robbery in stockholm sweden so that's why it's stockholm syndrome oh, okay. and so you're right i mean you're, you 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 understand uh mm -hmm. the, the essence of it though the hostages defended their captors yeah does this sound familiar and that's, 
after yeah. being released uh, and would not agree to testify in court against them. Mm-hmm. Does this not oh, sound wow. like your mom? Yes, yeah. very much like her. So the Stockholm oh. Syndrome is, is mm-hmm. people have thought, how could this possibly be? Uh, but it, it's uh, paradoxical because the sympathetic sentiments that captives feel toward their captors, um, it's the opposite of the fear and disdain which an onlooker might feel toward the captors. So, they, they and this is has been studied. It's written up, uh, and you, I think. Do you do you feel that this could be yes. the type of thing that your mom is involved in? I do. Okay. I do believe that that it's been a long coming because see, if anybody sees what my sister is doing, she's trying to keep anybody away. From, like they, mm-hmm. the abuser tends to. As I understand it, pulls that person to isolate them. Yes. And then, then this seems to be what's going on, and it's been going on for years. The part that I believe that has gotten to its worst is that she was her provider, and she took on a full-time job and still taking, clocking in to saying that she was a provider, yet she was leaving my mom alone and then leaving and then to work and then collecting the money. And that's what got her in it. Like, she had two two cases against her. And the other one was unfounded because my mom recanted. But the one, the other one, there's a seriousness to it because she was working full-time and no provider. You're saying that your her your sister was, mm-hmm. uh, and I was going to ask you about is was there financial abuse? I had not asked yeah. you that question, so you're yeah. I think yeah. you're answering that that she mm-hmm. does get money. Is it was there any account that your father left for for no. your mom? Everything okay. was. Yeah, no. Okay, no. so that wasn't part of it. So, um, but sh- your your sister has a financial benefit by by caring for your mother. Yet she's not truly caring in the way that she should be for your mother. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope uh, through our resources. And uh, you might ask them for our keys for living. We're focusing on tonight called Verbal and Emotional Abuse, Victory Over the Power of Abuse. We also have one called Aging Well, and uh, the subtitle for that is Living Long and Finishing Strong. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support. It's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life and you'd care to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644- 4817. Maybe you think your question's not big enough or you're just not ready to be on a live program. That's all right. We'd like to answer your question anyway. Just send it to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And we'll cover that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. If we pick your question, by the way, we'll send you out some free resources from our ministry as well. Let's get back to our conversation now with Monica. Well, thoughtful, uh, Caring, Monica, I um, I do believe that what is right, when someone is being mistreated, um, I think this is a different scenario than not taking a quote-unquote brother to court. Uh, by the way, do you believe that, very candidly, do you believe that your... Uh, sister, this particular sister who uh, has power of attorney over your mom, do you believe that she is a true, authentic Christian? No. So that doesn't qualify with what your your concern is. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like, uh, because I think if if you're yielded to the Lord, there'd be a very different behavior. And so... Mm -hmm. The, and, and it's not that I am first and foremost uh, saying, oh, just go sue somebody. The, the, the whole point is your, your intent is protection. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that there has been neglect 
uh, physical neglect uh, where she is not being cared for. Uh, how, do, how do you know that, by the way? Well, my mom has told me herself. Oh. Like, there were weekends. My sister has a boyfriend that lives out of town, and it's about an hour and a half away, and so she would go stay with her boyfriend and leave her. And then what would happen is my mom would tell me after the fact that she was left without food, she was hungry, she had to send for food, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, Mom, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you tell us? I mean, it was like she was she wasn't supposed to. She's not supposed to tell us. Right, and that would be classic. So, mm-hmm. I think the key. I, I think you have, um, based on again the biblical principle, uh, because you've certainly tried to communicate with your mom and she has told you the truth now anyone in this field knows that people can't the the victims can recant they can change their story but the it, the advantage that you all have is there are a number of you in the family who know the truth and so i think seeking legal, and you've already done this. See, that shows your intent. You're wanting to do what's right by, you know, just in the eyes of the law. You're not trying to go and and take her captive or anything like that. You're, you're just trying no. to do what is truly best. But it's great that, and by the way, I, I am so high on the nursing field. I just, I think you all are the best. Um, I think mm-hmm. you save more lives uh, than, you know, you're incredible. In fact, um, I've said, if ever Shirley MacLaine were right and we are going to come back again and again, which she is not right, but I, think, but I, mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. I, would, I wanted to come back as a hospice nurse. I love that oh, profession. Wow. I just think, uh, well, the, and, and see, your care, even I hear mm-hmm. it in, in your voice, you care. And it's because of your profession, it must be extra hard uh, because you're used to fixing things. You're used to caring for people and looking at what would meet the need. So, and then the fact that you're, your sister is also a nurse. You know, th- this is this is a huge plus mm-hmm. from a testimony standpoint. And now, uh, I do know, uh, and of course, you you already know about APS because you mentioned it, Adult Protective Services. And then there's, um, have you? I'm I'm just thinking there are certain agencies. Um, organizations, the National Center on Elder Abuse. Have you contacted mm-hmm. that entity just to see what they have to, uh, if they have anything specifically to ed, um, suggest for the what to do's? Mm, no, the only one was I thought, pardon me. I thought the the legal the the lawyer 
And when he talked to me, he said, I have medical power of attorney, and I come from a family that's big, and I tell my brothers and sisters. And he asked me, why does your sister not want want to provide you with the information? When We would ask, you know, regarding her care. And mm-hmm. I, I said, I don't know, but she's not... She's not looking, I don't know if fiduciary, I'm not very good at legal words, but she's not doing her due diligence or as a medical power attorney, she's not doing, and so that we could take her to court or take her, write her a letter and then start the proceedings with that regard. But one of the things is I do want to see my mom. I want to be able to see my mom, but... The abuse is so, she has convinced my mom that we don't have my mom's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And See, that's part of yeah. the mind control, yeah. but it's not mm-hmm. true. Yeah, it's and not that, true. And that doesn't mean that she doesn't need to be rescued from that right. situation. But And that's why each of you need to put in writing any information that you have so that there's a collective testimony mm-hmm of multiple people and and it can be in fact I would suggest that mm-hmm. if this is part of the plan that yes. you even whatever you would write um, that you would get someone who is knowledgeable in this field to read mm-hmm. what you know and, and to edit whatever uh, could possibly yes. improve I mean I would want someone if I uh, to to say okay is there is this said properly is there a better way to what do I what do I need to add and that type of person could even ask mm-hmm. questions to say yeah. all right uh, was this done or what you know it, they could give excellent advice um, mm-hmm. I, I think you have truth on your side and so again the issue is not you're just trying to take some in some entity uh, or some Christian to court just for personal vengeance or retaliation, you're, you're trying to rescue her. You're, res- I mean, you're yeah. trying to rescue your mom. And, and so I think as long as the group of you uh, have the same goal and truly pray for... Mm-hmm the Lord to, to reveal. Um, and now my understanding, I think from what you said is as long as your mother is under her roof, the, the roof, I'll say the roof of your sister, or is it, is it your mom's house? It's my mom's house. Okay. But the house was left to my sister okay. only. And so, I mean, my mom hasn't passed away, but, and that's, that's not a con- yeah, I'm not right. concerned so much about that. I really yeah. am not. No, I've not heard more. that at all. I was just yeah. going to try, try to say, though, but does mm-hmm. she she get some financial assistance, is that correct, by caring for your mother? Is um, that, or not? No. Really? no. No. Okay. No. Okay. All right. So there's not a financial benefit then for your sister to have her. They probably took her off now. They, they, they probably she's not allowed to be her provider because of the fact that she she misrepresented or she fraudulent 
used those, um, like fraudulent said she was a provider, yet she wasn't. Ah, okay. So there's some documentation already to that effect that that the court has or there that is in existence. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I think you're in the search right now. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people mm-hmm. who are highly knowledgeable about this field. I have a friend who, uh, a sorority sister, and she told me how she had to deal with a brother and finally get custody. And, mm-hmm. you know, she said it was hard, but she said it was worth it. It was absolutely okay. worth it. And the issue is not being, you're, you're not against your sister, it's your for your mom, and you know that there are those who would love to <laughs> literally befriend your mom, meaning they're, 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 it's not befriend technically, but they, yes, you care about her. You want to mm-hmm. do what's best, and that, that's your heart, I, and I hear it. Um, so I would, I would continue to ask questions. By the way, people know people. Like if you mm-hmm. contact, um, again, um, Adult Protective Services and just continue to, and, and the others could try wherever they are also to mm-hmm. ask uh, information about who could they, who could, who could you all talk to as a group uh, and explain. There are a number of family members who are on this same page. There has been abuse in the past, even misrepresentation, lying. And so um, just say we want to, um, we just want to have access to our mother and we have been excluded. And, and, but we need, we need wise counsel. And, you know, the Bible says there is wisdom in many counselors. So you may try this person here and they will tell you, well, you know, it would be really helpful if you talk to so-and-so. Again, the people in this field, they know others in this field. And um, I'm just going to pray that you will have wise counsel. Heavenly Father, thank you for Monica. Thank you that I just pray you'd bless her heart and her efforts. And I pray that truth will reign. Uh, yeah. Thank you for giving her, uh, Monica, and, and her family members that are caring uh, about the situation. Thank you for giving them a heart to help their mom. Would you provide wisdom, truth, and freedom? Only what is right in your sight. We will send our keys for living called Aging Well, Living Long, and Finishing Strong. Also, the keys called Verbal and Emotional Abuse, Victory Over the Power of Abuse. We'll send those out to tonight's caller. That's free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.